This is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. No, that's a fake. Pass to Jeffrey in for the touchdown. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hello, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Insider Dave Spadaro here in training camp. Well, it begins. The Novacare Complex is buzzing. The Eagles are in town. And practice begins on Thursday afternoon. We'll have complete coverage on all of our platforms. We urge you to visit our website, the app, all of our social channels, including Fran Duffy doing the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, a practice report each day. So he'll have a podcast each day coming out throughout this training camp period. We are excited about what the Philadelphia Eagles have going in 2019. And we're glad you're with us every step of the way here on the Eagles Live podcast Today, Don Smolensky will join us and give us a lowdown on his job, the -the behind-the-scenes work that is done away from the football field, the business side of the Philadelphia Eagles. The president of the Philadelphia Eagles, Don Smolensky. Let's roll it, Peter. There we go. See that? Very nice. Yeah. How are you, Don? (laughs) Doing quite well, Dave. Don, it's Thursday here. Practice uh, is the first day today. Um, Yesterday, you stepped in front of the team and addressed... All 90 players, the coaching staff, administration, and you talked about the worldwide reach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk. Let's start there with the way the reach has expanded since you joined the team in 1998. It's been remarkable, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about it, right? We we used to try to c- connect with our fans through Eagles Digest, right? You know, and uh, then we and we graduated to EaglesDigest.com, <laughs> uh, and uh, and now right with. Uh, with everything. With everything, with evolution, it, you, we have the ability to connect 24-7, 365, and the, right, the connection moments are all around us, at, at, you know, all throughout the day, and we can you know, use those opportunities um, you know, to, to share uh, about us with our fans, and it, it's, it's so much uh, more fun. than Yeah, than, that's why London last year was such, you know, we've been here a long time, 97 for me, 98 for you, Eagles Digest started in 89, that the London trip, and it was the first time the Eagles had played a regular season game there, it was so valuable for me to, to not only to kind of experience London, but to meet the fans who were from around the world, and following the game, I met one guy who follows the game on a laptop, uh, he refreshes the page. They don't have video, so they ref- from the Philippines, and they refresh. He refreshed the video. Uh, refresh the the uh, screen each play on NFL.com. I mean, uh, these. This is what makes it so great. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great point because I think you know we you, uh, we can get sheltered by thinking domestically and, and what we do, and then you know we you travel five time zones ahead and you realize well wait a second our game is on at uh, at some crazy hour at a time when someone has to refresh or you know somebody who's traveling to the far east who's watching us at 2 30 3 30 in the morning but they're there they're they're up and they're watching you know we uh you know we have a, a friend of ours who uh follows us in madrid and where he he, he is all over the mm-hmm. world and he is he's watching it uh, past midnight and and you know that's it's humbling, it's overwhelming, and it's also very gratifying, and it's very uh, inspiring. We want to get into the present-day challenges, uh, rewards of the Philadelphia Eagles and being the president, but I'd like to talk about the path you've taken, Don, to get to this point. Uh, an accounting background, uh, and I, it worked for, in the International Hockey League. How did you get to the Eagles? 
So um, a friend of mine who was the chief operating officer for the Cleveland Lumberjacks, Len Komorowski, mm-hmm. was... Uh, the legend? Yeah, he came uh, to the Eagles, I think, in 1996, and he was the SVP of marketing and business. And in 1997, I think it was, I think it was in December of 1997, he reached out. Uh, and I think we, while we didn't work together, we kind of had mutual friends and kind of knew of each other. And so he reached out and asked me to send her my resume because they were the, you know, there was a, uh, an interest in, in, in a new chief financial officer. And so uh, that's, that's where the path started. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, it was, it was quite a journey. It was a 12 month journey. Um, and, uh, but, uh, the most important thing is, is, uh, I got here in December of 98 and it's been a blast ever since. And let's describe to people back then in 98, the offices were at veteran stadium. They were in the basement. At least I was in the basement where the 76ers old offices were. You were up on the, with all the big shots on the fourth <laughs> floor. It was a world that, you know, you just didn't think like, Hey, th- this is great. We're the, fil-. but it wasn't like a glamorous Seen at all? It was workmanlike. We we had nothing over there. You know that, in hindsight, that's true. But like coming, it it almost that almost didn't matter. Yeah. Like when when you when you came here, like you you know I I didn't know any better. I didn't know any other NFL uh, team, and so you know it was. I I thought it was really cool, right? And I thought it was cool, like when in the summertime when the Phillies played a day game, right? You could just pop out like yeah. John Pauling's little back door right? <laughs> and sit and watch a couple innings and then come back to work. Right. And, and, uh, and, and that was really, uh, that was really cool. I think that was, it made working at the vet an experience, but I think to your point, it also gave us the perspective that when we came to Novacare and had to have windows and to natural sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, to know that it was actually green snowing, grass. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think we, we appreciate that, and, you know, I think we're very fortunate. But I think what was also really special was at that time, the Eagles were in a – it was almost – it wasn't a mom-pa organization. It was a much smaller organization, but it was on the verge of something bigger, the idea of acquiring a stadium and building a practice facility. And you were there, Don. You were a part of all the negotiations. Retrospect, what was that like kind of under – did you have a sense of how large this thing was going to get? This Philadelphia Eagles slash NFL thing? No, I, I can't say that I, I really did. Um, you know, and just to sort of rewind, when I first came to the Eagles, and I've I, may have, I've shared this story, but a friend of mine um, who uh, I now have known for twenty plus years, but when I got here, he grew up here. We went out to dinner, and and at the time, if you remember back in nineteen ninety eight, we were three and thirteen, mm-hmm. and I think when I came here, we might have been three and eleven. It was like. Not good. Not good. And he said to me, he's like, you know, he's like, dude, you can't tell anyone who you work for. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I work for the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to tell everybody. And he's like, no, they hate you right now. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what he meant at the time. But I soon learned. Uh, but, you know, that's vastly different. I think we're all very, we, I think we were then and we are now. We're very proud to uh, work for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yes, back then had no idea of what we were, we had a, a vision or an idea of what we wanted to be. But I don't think we really knew what that meant until we started to taste success, right? 2001, when we got to that NFC Championship game, I don't think we really kind of knew what that was like until we got there. And then we were like, okay, this is what we like. We can handle this. And in 02 and 03 and 04, we were ready. And when we won that game in 04 to go to the Super Bowl, we were ready for that next step. And I think ever since then, we've kind of learned to teach what it is, this culture of success and what it means and the hard work to 
to be successful. And I, I think that is a challenge to sort of sustain because you you have to push that each and every day. Yeah, and it was it was also being successful, but also being global. And that didn't really the internet obviously helped it. Yes. become global it has it has happened relatively speaking incredibly quickly uh is this kind of the vision that you people you and joe banner and jeffrey Lurie talked about back in the late 90s early 2000s oh i think we were so focused on the culture itself so right so you're sort of focused on these these monumental projects we, you know we were focused on the Novacare complex, and we were focused on Lincoln Financial Field, and we were focused on people, and we were focused on the culture, and then knowing that you know, I, you know, Jeffy would talk about the pillars that, you know, that he were important to him for, uh, for a successful organization, and you know, we felt like okay, if we can build those, establish those pillars, and build that foundation, then we can build the house, and I think we we built it brick by brick, and I think we learned that along the way, and I, you know, I think we're still learning it, and we're still teaching it, and. Um, I, I think now that uh, we're in a position where we have a lot of people with a lot of tenure within our organization who who are able to share their experience, their wisdom, and I think that's helped with all uh, as we we get younger and bring in new people uh, that they they can have a sense of what it means to be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the past, Don. You, you became president in 2012. Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2017. Everything has changed. For you personally, with the job responsibilities, with the football team, with with the fans, I mean, this is all about moving forward. We've talked enough about the past. How do you describe the culture here? What do you want to create on a daily basis with the Philadelphia Eagles, with the relationship with the fans? This 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 city is an incredible sports city, and you know, um, the Philadelphia Eagles happen to be a very big part of it. And I think that's, you know, a part of it's 86 years, it's four generations, probably going on five. And, you know, it's this, uh, there's this emotional connection that exists between and the fans. And we serve as stewards, we serve as a bridge or as a conduit. And, you know, making that connection is what brings people back. Because when you think about it, in some respects, right, you know, there, there's, People are spending their leisure time and their leisure dollars with us. And, you know, they come and they don't know the outcome, right? I mean, if you go to see a play on Broadway, you know, kind of know the, the beginning, the middle, the end. And when you come to us, you're coming, you're coming and it's happening before your eyes. And it has really high highs and it has some low lows and it has some, you know, everything in between. But uh, this, the amazing finish and the unknown, and sometimes you go home super happy because we win and sometimes you go home super angry and you think about that and it's like, there's like this craziness to that, but that's it's it's that energy, it's that emotion, it's that connection, it's that um, unity, and I think that's a part of the what the National Football League is, and in particular the Philadelphia Eagles. We're a unifier, and that's the common bond, and we all can uh, nurture that, grow that, enhance it, emphasize it, amplify it, and you know continue to make the Philadelphia Eagles sort of an integral part of the city of Philadelphia. You've been very open, Don. You talk to the fans every day. You 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 welcome their feedback every day. What are you hearing from the fans through the years? How how much has it changed? I've I've heard uh, I've heard f bombs. I've heard you know <laughs> you're the man. I've heard uh, you know and everything in between. Um, but the, the I think the the most important part is is listening, and you know um, taking comments and feedback and learning from it, absorbing it, and you know I think people oftentimes they just want to be heard. They just want to know that you care as much as they do, and. 
that just takes um, patience. It takes time. It takes uh, investing yourself. It takes sacrifice. And uh, but I think as an organization, we've been able to instill a culture that does listen from top to bottom. And so, you know, we have 250 plus full time employees, and I feel like every single person is an ambassador. Every f- single person is empowered. Every single person listens, and we all have the ability to uh, connect and affect our fans in a positive way each and every day. How did you learn that approach? I mean, your background is accounting. Uh, Accountants aren't necessarily known for their empathy. They're not necessarily known for their personality. (laughs) They're not not known as listeners. So, I mean, how did you become this this open-door, empathetic guy who has a much broader vision than what we all think of accountants and I apologize to all the accountants yeah. out there but I mean I'm and I know I'm stereotyping but yeah. there's not they're not known as this the, the, these people who are kind of ambassadors of the world um I think that's it's just a it's a product of how I was brought up I think my parents always taught us to be respectful and to treat others as as you would want to be treated and you know I I, I you know look right I'm not I'm not an imposing figure. I'm not 6'5". I'm not 300 pounds. I'm not, uh, you know, I not don't have a, you know, steely cold eyes or anything. I, you know, uh, and so, you know, as you go through life and um, you meet people, you know, I moved around six times uh, before I was 14 years old. And, uh, you know, you have to adapt and you have to, you know, um, and I think that uh, the ability to make friends and the, and the ability to compromise and understand people allowed me to feel comfortable no matter what city I was in or what I was doing. And, you know, you don't know it at the time, you know, but it all kind of builds. And, you know, my, I think my educational background with a liberal arts background uh, uh, was also just sort of factored into it. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of coming forward that, um, you know, it's just part of, of, of who I am. Biggest challenge day to day in your job? is keeping everybody uh, moving forward, uh, uh, supporting people so that they uh, keep an open mind, look, uh, listen for change, uh, be aware of what's happening around them, and then um, also connecting individual departments, if you will, into one big global department. And that's, as you know, that's what happens on game day. You know, there's so much happening that, you know, we have people here who aren't even at the stadium who are in this studio who are a part of what we're doing, but they're not necessarily uh, physically there, but they're connected. And, and they're, you know, that connection, that association across all the departments allows us to bring Lincoln Financial Field to life with 70,000 people. This is a good segue. Game day, we're all looking at the X's and O's and Carson Wentz and all the players. And I know that your mind has got to be in 30 different directions. What are you paying attention to at a home game? What are the things that, I mean, because you're responsible for the concessions, the fan experience, the ingress, the egress, um, the weather. I mean, if it's raining, you've got you've to know, you've got to anticipate what's coming down the line. What is game day like for you and your brain? Yeah, so at the right, the the good fortune that I have is that I have a tremendous team uh, of people who uh, support uh, all that we do, and really they, uh, you know, I'm sort of like if you would maybe I'm a connector, but I, right, I get to have this ability to look around and think about all these different uh, elements. Uh, but this, at the center of it, really, for me, on a home game, is really about our uh, our, our fans, and you know, so. 
traffic, ingress, egress, concessions, uh, merchandise, uh, the weather, um, facilities. It, it, it's all um, that's all connected, really driven around what we're doing for the fans. So it's really all about the fan experience, and 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 you know the. My team of, of, of people leads those respective departments, and, and because they're, they're, they're so strong, we have this uh, incredible trust with each other that um, th that all happens, and it allows me to sort of move in and out of different places, and if I need to be called in, I, I can drop in, and then I can drop back out. But, you know, i just looking at the overview and evaluating it from a very high level and, uh, and watching it um, be connected and become together. Do you enjoy game day? I love game day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love it from the moment you wake up and which you know, is what you start. time? What do you do? Give me well, the day. For like a one o'clock game, yeah. you know, I, I get up around five five thirty because I, I usually I got to get a workout in, and then I I, I, I usually come down and over, over the years it's kind of come down earlier and earlier. <laughs> so you know, I get down here and you you know you drive on seventy six and you you pass the 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 buses or, or the the RVs that got the grills and so you smile because you see all these people wearing jerseys and I'm in a suit so you know they think maybe I'm going to church or something but I am going to church just <laughs> a different kind of church but uh, um, and then you know um, I, I, I get to the stadium I usually come to Novacare I do some work um, and sort of organize my thoughts organize my notes organize my uh, some things I have my touch points and then I usually head over to the stadium and then I, I, it just begins right and I start walking and I, I start talking to people and I, I move around you know uh, my assistant Liz and I usually go out to the parking lots for 45 minutes and we sort of map out where where we want to go when we you know where we want to uh, what areas we want to visit and you know then I kind of come in and you know around 12-ish 15 I like to try to sort of pull back and now have some me time to absorb what's happening and then you know uh, kickoff happens at one and from one to four I get to pay attention to everything but I also get to kind of watch the game and I you know I get to watch the game next to Howie so I get a, 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 a different insight uh, what what do you like on game days next to Howie what is that scene like take us in there Don <laughs> it's got to be fun it's actually really funny because yeah. over the year we've watched every game together side by side um uh, you know, which is pretty amazing when you think about it, because uh, it's 20 years. Um, and uh, the for most of the time, I'm usually the calm one, and mm -hmm. he's 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 his intensity is up. The only exception to that was on the Super Bowl, where it was complete opposite in Minnesota. He was the calm one, and really? I was like I was like uh, out of sorts because. I, I got us lost in the stadium. I thought it was, you know, and he's like, dude, you always know where we're going. And so it was just an interesting uh, role play. Why do you think that was? Um, why do I think that was? You know, I think uh, maybe the realization, realization of how hard it was to get back to that moment and, you know, not knowing the actual team, right? That To how he's much closer to the team. So he has a, obviously a far greater sense of, of, our, of our football team. And the, and the and their skills, whereas I'm a, I'm a layer removed, so I'm I'm a fan, right? So I want to win, and you know, but I'm also like this is the biggest stage, and so I think it, the moment sort of kind of all got caught up in me for a, a, a period of time, and then I sort of snapped out of it because I did try to enjoy the moment. Did you know? Did you know, Don, that Philly Philly was coming? Did you have did, did, zero? Zero? Idea. Did Howie know? 
I don't, I don't think so because I don't. It was so late in the game. He doesn't know, you know, all that, all those plays. And um, you now he probably did because he's probably seen that formation at some point. Usually, you know, uh, you know, he's he he sees a formation or he sees something and he'll say to me, "Oh, we we practiced this on you know Thursday or mm-hmm. something." Um, but I, I don't recall him saying that at that moment. Um, you know, it was he know. didn't nudge you and say, "Hey, Don, watch this one." No, I was like, <laughs> no, you know, uh, to me, I, right, it just looked like Nick was calling an audible and he was communicating to his guys. And then all of a sudden, you know, that play was like, you were like, holy. <laughs> Are you a football expert at this point? No, <laughs> no. I, in fact, a lot of times, you know, I, I, I'll ask John Ferrari, I'll ask Howie, can you explain, like, uh, how, how is, like, why is that holding? Or, you know, because uh, that's certainly one I don't understand. You know, I, I understand the basics, but... Um, you know, I certainly don't know, you know, the names, the lingo's changed over the year from, right, it used to be weak, weak you know, uh, Sam, you know, Sam, right, used to be strong, though. So ah, strong, right, right, yeah, strong, you know, so and, all these like, and there's the A gap and the yeah. different gaps, and then <laughs> there's the X and the O and the Y, you know, he's the Z, and I, I just, like, okay, well, okay, I just kind of, I try to learn, but uh, I don't try to let on that I don't really know. The big lesson here, people, is that we stay in our lanes at the Philadelphia Eagles. If you don't, right. like Howie's never turned to you and said, hey, Don, what do you think about, what should we do here? Uh, no, he has never <laughs> done that, nor as coach, yeah, nor as he, yeah, he, as he said, hey, what do you think if we take this player? He, uh, that's not the advice that he seeks, That nor is that the advice that I have ever given. I did that once, and I think I did it. Oh, wait, wait, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, it was with, you, Ter- with Terrell Owens. You, what, what? you don't know the story? I don't know the story. Oh, we went to, uh, we played San Francisco at San Francisco, and Terrell Owens came out, and he was like all in, he's wearing all white, white spandex, like, white, everything. A right? super stud, yeah. right? And yeah. I was like, oh my God, like he, he was, I'd never seen him up close. He was jacked. Mm-hmm. And I said, to, I made a comment to Howie and Joe, like, okay, if you sign him like uh then you know i'll we'll go to di- I'll, dinner anywhere in the world is on me okay right? one of those like totally off the cuff comments well you know you're <laughs> six months pass and we signed to our own mm-hmm. and they the two of them come into my office before they announce it with this smug look on my face and said uh, so where are we going? Is anywhere in the world we're going to dinner? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, we signed Terrell and says, like, get out of here. <laughs> so they were good to me. We only went to a place. I think it, it did. It didn't. It, it cost me several hundred dollars, yeah. but it could have been far worse because I could have been playing for airfare and. We'll uh, take that eleven thousand dollar bottle of wine. And I've yeah. learned not to ever express that again. So one time, lesson learned. You are an expert. Don, in the brand of the Philadelphia Eagles, and we use hashtag Eagles everywhere because we've obviously learned that there are fans, 10 million of them, around the world. Give us some examples of some unusual... I I remember way back when, um, one of the most flattering stories you ever told, I'm going to indulge myself here, uh, there was a um, a USS... uh, Oh, God. JFK, yeah. 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 And somebody was like, do you know Dave C? It was like 2004. (laughs) Yes. I was like, yes, man. People know me from around the world. And we invited them... yeah. That unit to the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, but it's, it, I mean, it's, it is, it's got to, you've got to have 30 examples of, of incredible things that have, that you have seen that really remind you of the global aspect of this football team and of this sport. Yes. I, 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 I walk the parking lots, not only at home games, I try to visit on, on away games. So, you know, whether that's been in Tampa Bay, whether that's been in LA, whether that's been in Seattle, you know, I've met incredible Eagles fans. You know, there have been a few that over the years I've actually stayed in touch with by name. You know, there's a, a, a huge Eagles fan family in South Dakota, yep. uh, the Mooney family that you know. 
Um, there's uh, a, a, a family, the De Simone family. Uh, Cheryl De Simone is. We have a ritual. We we text, email each other uh, every game day. You know, um, and um, and and they're just they're just individuals. But I ran into somebody. Um, ye, where was I? It was yesterday, um, and the person uh, said, you know, when I introduced myself to them, they said to me. Oh, I actually met you once before. I met you. Uh, you um, you met my dad. Uh, he at this game, and it was an array game out in the parking lot. And 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 I was like, you know, he described it, and I could picture it. But I meet so many people. But you know, the the re, the, the reality is, is that there's these connections everywhere. And you know, it was very flattering when when people say that. And you know, I try to remember as many names as I can. Um, but when you, you know, when, oh, you, meet some, when it, yeah. you meet someone one time, you know, it's, it's hard, but you know, I, I, I you know, I do my best and I, I, you know, I connect with all of them cause they're the lifeblood, you know, in Arizona one time, I think there's a picture somewhere of where I even wore, put a cheesesteak hat on my head. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure there are too many team presidents who've done that's, that. That's right. Don, it, 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 I guess it was 2012, 13, uh, Lincoln financial field, $125 million renovations now this is a stadium that we, we we all of a sudden we look up and it's 2019 we're what 17 years into lincoln financial field yet the stadium has remained a just a jewel a rolling stones earlier this week rocked it out uh this is a this is a world-class first-class stadium how important and how proud of you of that whole accomplishment are you that 17 years later we're still talking about lincoln financial field as one of the very best venues in all of sports yeah, I think that uh, is reflective of of Jeffrey and, and his the resources that he provides all of us to to succeed. And I think you know from the beginning when we opened Lincoln Financial Field, you know we wanted to set a tone of of you know of 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 how you take care of your building. And if we take care of it, then the fans are going to take care of it. And I think collectively between us and the fans, we've taken really good care of Lincoln Financial Field. And we invest a lot of money every year in O&M. You know, we have a tremendous amount of structural steel, for example. And, you know, um, we we basically treat it like the Walt Women Bridge. And we start at one end and we sort of paint like a, qu a quadrant every, every year. And we wake our way around the building. When we finish, we maybe take a year off and then we start all over again. And, you know, Jason Miller, Ryan Hummel, and, and the entire facility operations team do a, a great job of, of staying on top of the maintenance. And, you know, it does, it's an, ex, it's an expense, but it's one that we have made a commitment. And when someone, visiting teams come in and I talk to them pregame, my counterparts, and they say to me, you know, your building looks really great. Like, there's no greater compliment, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it's nice to hear. And the feedback from the fans remains flowing and positive very and much so they love the sight lines you know uh, we're you know because that was what was mm -hmm. important when we built it they, they're right on top of the action they're you know they say there's not a bad seat in the house i, I believe it um you know uh, and you know we've continued i think to evolve the stadium and and change and uh up uh, you know upgrade update you know we did the video boards you know mm -hmm. uh all, all throughout the building and yeah, I think they they appreciate it. They they respect it, and they they help to maintain it with us. That's got to be. Uh, we're going to get into 2019 in a moment here, but that's got to be the biggest challenge, maybe, in an era where everybody's got their man caves, their woman caves. Um, football is one of those sports that's great to watch in person and great to watch at home. Making sure that you've got a sold out stadium each week has to be foremost on everybody's every president's mind around the league. Yeah, I think that 
absolutely because you know when you have a sold out vibrant stadium like we do uh, because of the incredible fan base that it allows us to invest in other areas so we can invest in the game day experience or you know we actually instead of right trying to have um we, we've taken our experience to the fans so you know that we have an incredible tailgate culture and and it's not just the game the game is obviously a part of the day but the day it comes comes back to that unifying theme that unity right people and community right these people come to the games because they come with their close friends who they've been coming to or they come with family or you know it's the one time uh throughout the year where as a as a family people can come together with uh, aunts and uncles and cousins and other relatives and they tailgate and we take our fa- our experience to them whether that's alumni whether it's cheerleaders whether it's drumline you know and celebrate with them in that moment and we just start that that starts the day and then we just carry that into the game do whatever we can from a customer service and a fan experience standpoint and then the rest takes care of itself and um i think that's 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 unique here in philadelphia in a moment we're going to talk about 2019 but i'd first don if we could play a couple games you up for that uh, a little fun best. here pal i'll do my you've best. listened to the podcast before you know what's I, coming i have listened to yeah it. all right we've got some yeah. let's let's doug, begin doug with was four or five yeah doug was, just, four, uh, doug was, was like a seven-year-old answering the questions before <laughs> i got the questions out all right yes, here we go uh, first up presidential trivia for Mr. Don Smolensky. Now, just are these from Chris Barletto? So these right. are from so, Chris Barletto. Right, so, I'm afraid. So there, there yeah. is. Uh, yeah. So there's. I got. I got. I got some wiggle room that the answer might not be right. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. He's on the microphone, ready to defend himself over there. Are you ready for this, Chris? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. True or false? Presidential trivia. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on the same day. True or false? 50-50 shot here, yeah, Don. Yeah, I'm gonna go true. True. July fourth, eighteen twenty-six. Number two, this is a multiple choice question. The president is a me- this president is a member of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Your choices are Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, or John F. Kennedy. I'm gonna go with Abraham Lincoln. You're correct. Three hundred wrestling times. Only lost one time. Were you a wrestler? You're a sinewy guy. You know, I, I have zero leverage. Have you seen my yeah, backside? You are tall. So, Don, no if you leverage. haven't met Don, he's very tall, very lanky. <laughs> uh, how many marathons have you run? Three. Three marathons. Okay, very good. I was trying to look up marathon trivia, but I couldn't find any. Which president is featured on the $100,000 bill? Hint, the bill was created during the Great Depression to make bank-to-bank transfers easier. They were not for the public. Who is the president featured on the $100,000 bill? Barletto, I'm not even sure. I don't even sure I believe this one, but go ahead. I'm just going to... Theodore Roosevelt. Incorrect. Woodrow Wilson. Mm. He's smiling over there. Like, yeah, I got Don once. All right, here we go. True or false, the S in Harry S. Truman does not stand for any name. True or false, the S in Harry S. Truman does not stand for any name. I want to say true, but I'm going to go false. It's Incorrect. Ca- I go it's true. instinct, I man. Right? I was thinking of, no, I was thinking of T.S. Garp, The World According to Garp. The, right? the, 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 the too world, too great, shy, totally sexy. Great you know, book. Right? Yeah. Great, great movie also. This is a multiple choice question. We're two for two or two of two here. Two wins, two losses. Okay. The president, this president is a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. Your choices are Dwight D. Eisenhower, Gerald Ford, or Richard Nixon? Gerald Ford. Incorrect. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Did he have time? He was uh, general. Time? I mean. All right, so this is not trivia necessarily, though, okay. but we do have five questions here for Don Smolensky, oh. Eagles president, who's joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast, <laughs> presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Don, do you have a proudest mo- personal moment from your time here? From the time you were chief financial officer to president, is there a is there one that stands above all? I mean, winning 
winning the Super Bowl was the proudest moment, but not because of the trophy, because of what it meant for the people of the organization and the people of this city. So that's why it's the proudest moment. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, th- that segues into number two. Super Bowl 52 win. What was the rest of the night like for you after the game? Describe hmm. it, please. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was just awesome. It was just trying to find people that, to celebrate that moment with. So, you know, first it was on the field. So that's the players and the team in itself, the coach, Jeffrey, Howie. And then you, I looked for my family. And then my immediate family, you know, my, my wife Karen and my two boys. And then, then I basically spent the rest of the time looking for my extended Eagles family mm-hmm. and did some of that at the stadium. But, you know, uh, Greg Delamitros and I actually transported the Lavardi Trophy in the back of a taxi cab over to the party. And once I got in the party, I really just spent the time seeking out everyone, trying to hug everybody and share the moment and congratulate them. And, you know, right, probably the coolest moment in that was finding Joyce Iman, who'd worked for the Eagles for 45 years, who had, had, had decided to retire, who had, she's actually been to all three Super Bowls that the Eagles were in. And, you know, what a moment, right? And, uh, and we had a nice, nice embrace. And that was like, that was like just really special. And then I went home. I didn't sleep. I slept in my suit um, <laughs> and I got my family on the plane. I had to get on the plane and... And then, and then you come back to Philly, and, and you see, then it's all over again. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have another one. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, did you, do you have a welcome to the NFL moment? Question number three. Well, when, when we signed Donovan McNabb in April of '99. Okay, drafted I, him. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, like the like a, like computerized accounting systems were sort of just. I don't know. Maybe at least in my experience, they were kind of just coming out, and so. I th- that our accounting system couldn't handle the size of the check, so I think <laughs> it, it didn't couldn't take that tenth digit, and so I remember sort of kind of writing in, or we kind of wrote in the extra digit, and then I remember signing that check, and I remember looking at that check, and I'm like, oh my god, I've never signed a check like this big before, and that was my aha moment. Now, I, now I don't even sign the checks; it's all computerized, and that check was nothing compared, compared to, to what today <laughs> is. Yeah. That's really that's a really funny welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, number four, what is the coolest perk event you've been part of in your time with the Eagles? I've been very fortunate to be part of a lot of perk events, from the Pro Bowl to the Super Bowls. Um, but being on the Goldbergs was pretty cool. That and, you know, is an so, awesome one. You know, between it's it's really close. The Goldbergs and actually, you know, I was also uh, my name is in a Star Wars movie, and it is, yeah. And that my wife actually thought that was cool. So I, you know, they're, those are close, but dude, you get great I was back props. I didn't know that on TV on the Goldbergs. That was like, you know, seriously. Like, did your did your awesome. Q rating go through? Like, did you go to you know the, the grocery store after that and everybody? Hey, Don, I saw you in the Goldbergs last night. Um, you know what? No one's actually said that to me except the other day, uh, Tim. <laughs> oh, really? Tim yeah, Lopez? Tim Lopez said, hey, you were, the, your, the episode of the Goldbergs was on the other night. I was watching with my wife, and I said, oh, this is the one with Don and Howie. Like, and that's kind of Oh, that's hilarious. Funny. Do you get recognized a lot? No. Okay. Which, yeah. It's Good nice. for you. Yeah. Last one. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a celebrity like you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, DS and DS. I know. That's yeah, really yeah. good. I love it, man. <laughs> I, I, I get off on it. I think it's hilarious. Um, 
Okay, so I'm not modest. Um, <laughs> I just want to get a. I just want to. I just don't like looking at myself in pictures. I, but I like getting recognized. Yeah. All right, so uh, number five, International Hockey League is where you you started. Um, it operated from 1945 to 2001. You worked there until the Eagles hired you in 1998. Who has won the most titles in IHL history? Yeah, I know you. You we we were doing a little rehearsing before, yeah. and and you you allowed me to to rattle off a few teams, and none and they of those, were all wrong. None of those teams were, were right. Yeah, so uh, you know, um, this team may not have even been in operation when you were there. You know, uh, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll try to no, Saginaw Gears. Nope. How about the Cincinnati Mohawks? Oh, the boy. See, that's funny because when I was there, they were the Cincinnati Cyclones. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. I can still remember those days. That's that's nice. a long There's time some great ago. names. I'm, I'm old now. Um, Don, uh, how does one become president of the of the Philadelphia Eagles or or, or a team like when you have advi- advice for kids who want to get into the game? Well, well, when I talk to to young people who are interested in, in getting into sports, you know, it's very broad, right? If, if that's a if that that statement can be applied, really, you know, it's too too vague. It's too broad. And I, what I so what I share with them, as I said, if you want to be involved in sports, you should think about what your skill set is in what area in particular. And once I start to have them think about that, then I also talk to them, well, you know, you if you just focus yourself and say, you know, I want to work for the Philadelphia Eagles, well, you've just limited yourself because there's just one, Philadelphia Eagles, but there are hundreds of sports teams. And the path and the journey, you may one day want to work for the Philadelphia Eagles. That may be your dream. Um, but that journey can take uh, a lot of different turns and twists, and, and you know. So you really that is find the, get, you know get an opportunity, explore an opportunity, and it might be in minor league hockey, it might be minor league baseball, and you know because once you're in, the hardest part is getting in. It's it's true with any any job or any position. The hardest part is getting in the door. Once you're in the door, it's up to you. And especially like sports organizations like us, we're, we're really a family-owned business, right? And, you know, the opportunities to demonstrate the ability and the interest and the desire, you can grow. I mean, I, I look at, 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 you know, you're a terrific example of that. You you came here, you were working for a, a new, you know, the newspaper publication, yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, the internet came out and you said, you know what, there's an opportunity. No one's seizing this opportunity to do the website. I'm going to become the website guy. And, and you became in charge of our website. And you had didn't have any technical expertise in website or web development. And you did that for a number of years. And then you, uh, then as, as, we, the platforms change, right? Your role changed, and you became more of a face. You became on our TV shows. You mm-hmm. came on our radio shows. Mm-hmm. You came on our web shows. And then, right, most recently, with the advent of the podcast, like we're doing today, nobody was filling that space. And you just took the opportunity to, uh, to seize it and take it, and, and now you're leading it and you're running Thank it you. for us. And so I, I think that's a tremendous example of, of, of the journey and, you know, getting in and then... Showing, yeah. showing your passion and your and, care. Right, and stepping right. up and, and seizing the day. Correct. It's not going to come to you. Uh, Don, 2019, what are the, we've got a public practice on August 4th. Uh, we've got a great schedule, home schedule this year, a great road schedule as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the Philadelphia Eagles. Really good team here. We're all excited about that. What can the fans look forward to this season? Everything. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I think they're looking forward to the fact that it actually has here. started, yeah, right? Yeah. It's here, and, uh, you know, uh, Right, I think we will see it Friday with uh, the first uh, group of fans that come here to the Novacare Complex. You know, we're uh, 
over 25,000 for uh, the public practice on August 4th, and we still got two, two plus weeks to, uh, for that. You know, I think they're excited to see um, all of our, our the guys who suffered injuries last year come back. You know, we have Darren Sproles back, and so you know, I think that they, you know, they're, so they're excited to see the players and what's going to happen on the field. And I think uh, you know, uh, off the field in terms of what we're doing with our uh, our content and mm-hmm. our various platforms, you know, I think there we we've got a number of things we're going to roll out. It's the celebration of the NFL 100. We got a fantastic weekend that we've been we're planning, and we're excited to celebrate 100 years of the NFL uh, with the fans, and that'll include obviously a celebration of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so, I, there's just a lot of really good stuff to come, and I think we all want it to get here as quickly as we can. Yeah, it's the first step here. Uh, last question, Don Smolensky, Eagles president, joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast. If you really knew me, what would people want to know about Don Smolensky? If you really know me, you'd know what? Well, you know, Sam, a Star Wars fan, is probably not really that that revealing. But I think if if people really knew me they would know that i'm really not um a complicated person i i think i'm a i'm I'm pretty straightforward i think not necessarily what you see what you get but um that i give everything to this organization and to what we do um and that away from the field that i just like to be with my family and I don't, I don't necessarily need to go to all the clubs or the parties or be seen everywhere. I just, I just, I just like to, I like to exercise. I like to be with my family, and I just like I'm a homebody. Yeah. And maybe that's where it is. I'm, a, I'm a homebody, and I, I like that. And uh, uh, maybe I need to balance being a homebody with being more, uh, more of an extrovert. But I, I really like to just, uh, I just like to. Lay low. Yeah, you, I like to be the guy behind the curtain. Look, man, it's this place. There is such a great family feel here. There's such great enthusiasm here. We're going to have 350 fans approximately for each each of these Novacare complex practices and to come it's in. It's probably closer to 500. Is that right? 500 yeah. fans. Um, so we've got a lot going. Uh, great transparency. You're you're very open with fans, which has not you know been the case around the league, for example. Uh, I think it's great. I, I love it, thanks. and um, we're all so excited. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for being a part of this. Is this your first podcast, Don? This is my first, first podcast, podcast ever. Yeah. Well, well, we'd love to have you back every week if you yeah. want to come back. <laughs> Don Smolensky, <laughs> Eagles really president, joining us. But, <laughs> but no. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> thanks, but no. Uh, <laughs> Don Smolensky, Eagles president, joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. We thank you so much. We've got a lot to get to. In the days to come here, full coverage of the Philadelphia Eagles training camp on all of our platforms. So make sure you're with us. Fran Duffy doing his daily practice reports on the Eagles Eye in the Sky podcast. So make sure you're with us on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our app. All of our social media channels. Training camp is here, and we're going to cover it 100% of the way. Thanks to Peter Kelly. Thanks to Chris Barletto for making this happen. Thanks to all of you for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash kidsclub to sign up today.